1: sweet. Uh it's great to be with you. It's uh it's the Chiefs first noon game. Everyone, everyone excited? Yeah, that's awesome. Who can't wait, you know? It's a it's a big it's a big deal in Kansas City. I'm really really excited. So, uh, hopefully we'll have better luck uh this week than we did last week, but I think there's a chance. I think we got a shot. So, because uh, hopefully the whole team's back. So at least the two guys that have been out that, that we miss. So, But uh, today here at Mission City, we're in our third week of our series called In His Presence. And we have been kind of focusing on this idea. If you've been here uh, over the last few months, we've been really focusing on the fact that I believe that God has called us to each grow uh, as individuals and also for us to uh, grow as a church Uh, more spiritually mature. And so that's, if you haven't heard that, if you've been here and you still have uh, heard that or been ignoring that, uh, I believe that each of us need to take the next step in spiritual maturity, and so, uh, and and so one of the major factors and one of the major avenues that we can grow more spiritually mature is to spend time in God's presence. Uh, and we talked about in the first week we talked about this is is how in God's presence there are uh, pleasures evermore uh, at His right hand. There are pleasures evermore, uh, and it's He's awesome, like He's good to be with because He's Creator, because He's God, because He's. Cool because he's wonderful, and so we should spend time in his presence. And then last week we talked about how in his presence uh, transformation happens—that how God transforms us from one degree degree of glory to the next. And that's one of the things is as we spend time with the Lord, as we continue to mature in our faith, God is transforming us into the man or woman that God is calling us to be, uh, that that is modeled after the picture that we're we're striving for is to to be like Jesus. Uh, and so today, uh, we're, um, we're not changing that. We're going to continue uh, to talk about being in his presence. Uh, I, when I think about being in his presence... Uh, I think about uh, being in the sun. Uh, how many of you guys love being in the sun? Love sun, sun tanning, maybe just just enjoying soaking up the sun. My mother is a bronzer. Uh, she is never dark enough. I don't know if you, my grandmother is a bronzer, actually my Meemaw, who we talk about weekly it seems like. Uh, I'll have to let her know. She's still alive. She's 90. She's kicking. She's going great. Uh, but they love the sun, like just an uh, like she, she's darker, I'm, I, I tan pretty well, uh, she's darker than I am, and she still says, oh my gosh, I'm not dark enough, and I'm like, I don't understand, you you tan all the time. She's literally at the beach right now, probably seven hours right now outside the sun, she might be listening to this on the beach right now, uh, literally just watching, just sitting watching the ocean, just s- s- uh, sunbathing, and just not, n- not not realizing that she's tan enough, but what does the sun do after you spend, I mean, I've been kind of giving it away, and you're not you're not foolish, so you know. After you spend an amount of time in the sun, what happens? You get tan, unless you're Evan, and then you get burnt. So, uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> or Luke, apparently Luke said it for us. Uh, how many How many of us are tanners? Uh, we we bronze in here, and how many of us are burners? We burn. Yeah, it's it happens. You know, it's just how it's just our lot in life. You know, not my lot in life. It's your lot in life, but. Um, just the way it goes, but it's it's crazy how you spend time uh, in in the sun and that, that that you are your your skin is transformed and the scientists can tell us how that happens with our cells and how the sun does that. But that's what happens, and in the same way, when we are in God's presence. That we are transformed we and we don't go from a degree of, of lighter skin to darker skin or a degree of less burned to more burned, uh, but we go into a transformation of a degree that it's uh, from, from uh, a, a little like Jesus to more like Jesus and more like Jesus and more like Jesus because we want to model after his character because Jesus showed us what it truly means to be human. And he, chose us, he showed us the picture of who God is, and he also chose, showed us what it looks like to truly live uh, the perfect life, because that's what he did. And so today, as we, we've been talking about in his presence, uh, we're gonna talk about one of the easiest gateways for us uh, to enter into God's presence. We In the first week, we talked about these different sacred pathways, uh, but also one of the easiest steps for us is, is Scripture, is, is using uh, Scripture or the Bible. Scripture is a gift of God uh, to us that tells one story that it points to Jesus as our saving king uh, and it's an opportunity for us to connect with God uh, just by reading it, just by reading it. And so um, I do think sometimes, uh, now we will say, if you're question, maybe you're here and you're questioning your faith, uh, and you hear uh, you need to spend more time with the scriptures, uh, and and maybe like you're questioning the validity of scripture, how scripture was put together, uh, that like, if that's you, I think those are questions that a lot of times, if you have walked with Jesus for a long period of time, at some point, maybe you've asked that question and you've done some study on that? I think it's a fair question. Um, I, I don't have time to kind of outline a defense of Scripture this morning. Uh, I'm happy to have a conversation with you as you explore that and point you into some resources that will hopefully get you to the conclusion that I have that the Scripture is truly God's Word that was given to us uh, and that he, it is his, his inspired Word for us. And so I'd love to process that with you too. Uh, at Mission City, one of our values is to dialogue well. And so it's, uh, we believe that some people are going to have doubts. Uh, we, we believe that some people are going to have questions and so we want to dialogue and talk through those and explore those with you as well and help you uh, um, help you see the truth in some of that as well so we'd love to do that as well Um, but but scripture we do believe it's this transforming thing it's this 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 book that God has given us uh, that gives us access to him that it's his uh, word to us, and he used men men to to write these these words, and it's been carefully protected and curated over the last two thousand years, uh, and even beyond that, with the, the the Hebrew Scriptures as well. And it's the it's the book that we have that, that is able to connect us to His Word. And so, uh, I believe that we have the Scriptures that God has intended for us, and today it's an avenue for us as well. It's a, it's a gateway uh, in to His presence. It's a way for us to know Him. Uh, if you you're a, a, a Narnia theme. Uh, the scriptures are like the wardrobe that acts, helps you to access Narnia. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you're not a Narnia thing, uh, if you're a Harry Potter fan, scriptures are the port key that allow you to access the <laughs> scriptures. Uh, let's keep going. If, there, if, you're, if you're into a space trilogy that I've been reading that's uh, ungodly amount of time, uh, it's uh, called The, uh, the Expanse. Uh, it's these rings that allow you to access different access points inside of uh, s- outer space that are really cool, uh, which none of you should read because it's like 300 hours long, but it's amazing. Uh, and If you'd like to talk about it, we can, but you know, I re- listen to it when I run. So that's what that's what gets me through from m- one mile to, to the next. But well, we're talking about the Bible. It's a gateway, okay? <laughs> it's a gateway. Uh, and honestly, um, <clears throat> one of the biggest things that you hear about when I when I talk to people about s- growing more spiritually mature is, typically, if you grew up in church, like we've heard this, like you, you know, like, and you feel guilty about, you might even be feeling guilty right now, like you should read your Bible, like you hear that. Um... And but when I ask people the thing they need to improve on in like in their own spiritual mat- like maturity they say uh, I need to read my Bible more I need to read, I need to spend more time in God's Word I need to I, I need to and and that's been that has been uh, drilled into our heads. And it's, it's, uh, and hopefully you hear this is not with conviction, like not with, with guilt, but hopefully it's with conviction that it is a true fact that that as we spend time in God's Word, it is a transforming work, that the Holy Spirit uses it as a way to enlighten us and to transform us, and that Scripture is a tool or a gateway to allow us to access God. And so for me, I just want to encourage you. And so one of the things we're going to do as a church to encourage spiritual maturity and to hopefully encourage you uh, reading your bibles is we're going to start a church-wide Uh, reading plan, if you will, or scripture reading uh, that will follow along each of our series. And so, uh, and depending on how long the series is, uh, you'll either get, you'll get a, you can grab, you don't have to take this, but we would like you to take it. You get a, you get a little bookmark for your Bible, your physical Bible, if you have one of those. Uh, I'm trying to actually think the last time I read out of my physical Bible, which is, hey John, that's a sweet Bible there, (laughs) sweet Bible case, I like it. But like literally, uh, I typically read off my iPad or on my phone, but, uh, or on my computer. But there are these, and there's these beautiful little white check marks for you. Uh, type anyone like a little check mark? Love a check mark. Yeah, love a check mark. Yeah. Wow, that's most of the room. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad we did the white, uh, Brandon. Good job, and Melissa. Uh, but you'll have these little bookmarks for you that will outline. You can put in your Bible. You can check off. They're, they're five days a week, which means, wow, you can miss a day because there's seven days in a week. And so uh, they're, they're there for you. But it's, it's to be, in some ways, low-hanging fruit. They're not three chapters a day. They're like seven to ten verses a day. Now, as we get more advanced throughout the year, they're going to grow to maybe a whole chapter. But, but it's just to improve that because we really believe that uh, the Bible is transforming and for us to be spending time in God's Word. And they're going to hopefully... Um, connect with the passage that we're talking about. They're going to lead up uh, to the passage we're talking about, so they're going to start next Sunday. We'll have these for you to to grab. Now, if you're not really a bookmark guy or gal, uh, we're also going to have uh, it on the website as well, where you can print off. Is it an Excel? Where's Jake? Is Jake somewhere? I see Jake? I don't know where Jake is. Anyway, but uh, I believe it's an Excel. uh, It's an Excel. Is there an Excel? It's a PDF that you can print off for yourself and then you can uh, also check mark boxes as well for you. So uh, it's going to hopefully be a, a tool for you. But the, the reason I say this, like as someone that desires for us to grow more spiritually mature, one of the things that we can do is to spend time in God's word and to know it so that it, it gives us an opportunity to transform us. So look out for that. If you're in a community group, uh, some of the discussion questions in your groups will be from that as well. If you're not, uh, one, you can still join community groups. Those are starting to meet. Uh, or two, just may- maybe when you're here, just talk about your reading with, with someone else or find someone to hold you accountable as well. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about some of these, I would call these these staple passages. Uh, that 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 talk about scripture, and so if you grew up in church, or if you ever went to a WANA, like these were verses that you memorized, or at least parts of these these sections that you memorized. So let's look at 2 Timothy chapter three, starting in verse fourteen. This is a this is a uh, this is a this is a this is a go getter, uh, or like just a staple verse when it comes to talking about the scripture. So he says this, but as for you, this is Paul writing to Timothy, who's leading the church at Ephesus. And he says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you've learned it. And he's talking about himself because he taught them. And how from a childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, with the scriptures, which are being able to make you wise from salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. We'll stop right there for a second. So, so he's saying, hey, I want you to continue in what you have learned. I want you to continue what you learned. If you have if you've grown up in church or maybe you're just exploring your faith, I want you to continue down the path of what you're learning as you're learning to look and to pursue Jesus. And if you've believed that Jesus is Savior and King, I want you to I want you to continue down that path because for Timothy, he was taught by his grandmother and also then brought under Paul's wings. And so Scripture has given him wisdom to point to what? Salvation through faith and Jesus. It speaks and points to the good news about Jesus. Now, um, I, I will say this. So at this point in the New Testament, and I'll, I have this also in the, in the Hebrews, because they'll talk about, uh, the, the Hebrews passage I'll talk about talks about the Word of God. At this point, the New Testament has not been established as Scripture yet. And so you might be like, how, how like what Scriptures is, uh, what scriptures uh, is, is Paul discussing here? And so he's talking to Timothy. He's talking about the Old Testament. It would have been classified as the scriptures. And then he would be also be talking about the teachings of, of Jesus as well. Now, we are 2,000 years removed from that. And so I would say when these New Testament passages refer to, uh, talk, in a second I'm going to use this very famous passage talking about all scriptures is God breathed and we use that as a as a defense to saying the scriptures are saying that this is this is god inspired this is god's word to us uh, I would say for this, the audience that it's written to would have been the Old Testament scriptures and then the teachings of Jesus. And I would say that it extends to us as the New Testament, as the church fathers decided what books belonged. And, and you can look at that history. And if that's interesting to you, we can talk about that avenue as well. Uh, but but there's this idea that, that these scriptures, all of them in general, are going to point to, to Jesus, even the Old Testament. Now, there's a story... Uh, in one of the Gospels that talks about Jesus uh, walking on a road with t- uh, and he's a stranger to these two guys on the road to Emmaus. You remember the stories after the resurrection? These two guys, they're sad because they believed that Jesus was going to be the Messiah and that now he's dead and they're, they're bummed out. And then Jesus explains to them how, all. once he reveals himself, he explains to him how all of the law and the prophets are pointing to him as the Messiah. That meaning the first two-thirds of your Bible, if you had a physical Bible, the Old Testament, before Jesus was born, was going to point, was preceding him and pointing to him, and that the New Testament, the Gospels are about him, and the letters are about the the, the, uh, the church expanding this good, good news about him as well. Uh, Jesus is, like this, this whole thing points to Jesus. This whole thing points to Jesus. So continue and pushing and learning about what, it, what does it look like to have faith in this person named Jesus, who the scriptures are all about. And then this is this is kind of the this is kind of the I call it the money passages. We'll go back to that uh, uh, Second Timothy passage. It says, "All scriptures is God breathed out by uh, breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God or the woman of God may be complete and equipped for every good work." So scripture is. God-breathed, that's inspired by God. In our statement of faith, we talk about that Scripture is inerrant, that, uh, that we have, uh, in the original languages that it was written in, the, the, the inspired Word of God that was given to us, that was written down by human beings, so that we could know Him. But what is it good for? Like, uh, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. No, it's, it's good for something. It's good for something. It's good for what? It's good for teaching, right? It's to, it's to teach you about who Jesus is. It's to teach you, to show you the way. It's good uh, for reproof. It's to express blame, like when you're out of line. Like this is what scripture is for. It's to show you where you messed up, where you're not following the way of Jesus. It's good for correction, to correct the wrong things when you have wrong thinking. You know, I think in our day we, like we go into uh, we, we we exist and, and I I can I can be to blame for this too is I think the way that I think about the world, the way that I view the world and every thought of mine is right and anyone that's in opposition is wrong. And and if we look at scriptures as this thing that's been inspired by God that it's a book that can actually correct me. That it can actually show me the like sh- show me and, and and challenge my thoughts that I I, I, I am I am at at times. It's to show me my need for Jesus. It's also to to train you in righteousness. It's to to point you to the way of Jesus. It's to point you to how He lived and to show you the way and it also says this, is that, that people of God will be made complete in this. Like we, we can't be complete without this because of the truth of the good news and as we grow uh, as believers. And also that it equips us for every single good work as well. Without scriptures, we won't be complete or equipped for the work that God has us. And so as mature believers, this is something, this is, this is a non-negotiable for us. And it's not like, hey, I want you to feel guilty and go read you know, 12 chapters of the Bible a day, it's like, no, 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 but the scriptures are something that are, are good for us. With, with, uh, without the scriptures, we're like a, a combination that is broken, and I'm going to need some crowd participation here, so like, we're, we're like, we would be like peanut butter without jelly, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's that's how we are if you're a follower of Jesus without, without scriptures. We'd be like chips without salsa, you know what I'm saying? Like, w- that, that's like that's that's an abomination. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, we would be like Batman without Robin, unless you think Robin's a little wuss. But that's a different issue. Um, what uh, what other combinations would we be, uh, would it be like? Any 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 ones? Any ones? Cookies? <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord, I know what I'm doing after church today. <laughs> Ice cold milk, and then what about oat milk for the lactose intolerance? <laughs> if you can't have that, right? Anyone else? <laughs> amen to that on a day like today or a day like last week uh my last one is that we would be like dr evil without many me so because uh, he completes you but that's just for the kids that grew up when i when i did so but it's kind of a big deal like we need we need we need the scriptures we need them it's a big deal they're vital to our spiritual growth and if you've been a part of church for a long time you know this you know this. And so what the, the pattern that happens is, you'll hear a sermon like this, you might feel bad for a, a, an afternoon, and then you'll watch the Chiefs, and they'll win, you'll forget about it, and uh, and then you'll keep going about your life, or maybe you'll start trying something, and you mess up, and you feel guilty. Like, that's not the intent. It's, I want to grow, I'm going to set a plan to grow, and so to do that, I'm going to I'm going to put my, I'm going to position myself and interact with the scriptures that God has, so that I can know the story of of, of of scripture that tells the story of Jesus, and also so that I can know the so I can be corrected when I'm wrong, so I can know the way of righteousness. All of these different things we need it to grow. So another key passage is the second one in the New Testament is in Hebrews 4, and you might have heard this. This I'm a little bit ahead of it, but. It says this, he says, let us strive therefore, uh, I definitely missed that, let us therefore strive uh, to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. And this is the, the more the famous part. It says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the, the division of the soul and the spirit of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are, are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So uh, we see this, that scripture is living and active. Uh, it is sharper than uh, any double-edged sword as well. Have you ever been uh, cut with a knife before? Everyone cut with a knife before accidentally. Um, anytime I get a new kitchen knife, I happen to always slice one of my fingers. Not like I don't cut a finger off or anything like that. But, um, but you, ever, you ever have cut with a really sharp knife before and you don't feel it? And it, this this is actually typically what happens to me, is I cut myself with a real a sharp knife, and I keep doing about what I'm doing, hopefully not touching her food, because then I have to throw it out. But Casty is usually the one that notices that I'm bleeding, because I don't ever notice that I'm bleeding. And she's like, Russell, do you realize you're bleeding? And I'm like, yeah, there's my pinky right there, and it's falling off. Not really, but it feels that way, right? <coughs> but if, if you imagine, uh, um, if, you, if, you, if you're getting the illustration here, right? Um, it, scripture is this thing that that can cut you to, to the core. It, it can easily cut you to the core. It talks about sharper than any double-edged sword. And so, you know, in that day you think about Roman uh, soldiers having double-edged swords, which, you know, I don't know if you have a double-edged sword. I don't have a double-edged sword at my house, but I have single-edged swords, which, you know, essentially is just one side of, of the blade. If you, if you don't know what a double-edged sword is, imagine both sides being cut sharp. There you go. Illustration. We did it well, but if you th- if you just think about something that just can cut deeply and it can cut you deeply, it can get to you, get get to the root of everything. Uh, this is this is what this is 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 talking about. Um, you, you ever have a movie that just gets you? You know what I mean? That just makes you cry like right away. You know what I'm talking about. Just uh, right away. Um, for me, the first movie that ever made me cry. Uh, I'm embarrassed and also very proud to say this was Rocky IV. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyone see Rocky? Anyone see the Rocky movies? Uh, you ever watch, uh, back in my day before we had Netflix, uh, there would be these Rocky marathons that would be our entertain. There would be our, like, our Netflix and like, are you still watching? We didn't have that button. It just would be like it's the next one. And so imagine, you know, 14-year-old Russell on a Saturday morning starting with Rocky I and, get, and, and going all the way to Rocky IV where Apollo dies. And you see that montage. You know, what, you know what? Water works for every single one in the room. You know what? It's the saddest day of my life, right? But you have that thing. It just cuts you to the core. I, don't, I probably wouldn't cry now. But, but this, is, this, is the effect, this is the effect of Scripture. Uh, the, that, that's the image Hebrews is using in verse 12 to describe the effect of God's Word in someone's life. It's sharp enough to go straight in Almost without you realizing it, the difference is that the writer isn't talking about carving knife, but a sword, a weapon that would not just cut into a finger, but could easily go right through your body into your heart, liver, kidneys, or lungs. No escape, it divides the soul, the spirit, joining and marrow, discerning the thought and intentions of the heart it exposes. And so this is what the verse continues on and says uh, in the middle of verse 12. It says, So it says, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts of the intention of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So God's words will, will, will do its work, and you can't escape it. Now, you might say, well, it seems like a lot of people escape it today. And I think that's where th- verse 13 kind of comes in, is that, that, that no, no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Like today, you can stay the same. Today, you can hide, you can avoid what the Scripture says and, and what they say to do and to not do. But there will be a day that you'll have to give an account for your actions. It'll be a day that you'll have to give an account for, for, for the life that you live, for, for the things uh, on the outside that you've shown, and also for the things internally that you have done and well. And so you have this option today is to see the scriptures and the story that they tell of this man named Jesus who is the Son of God who laid down his life for the sins of the world so that you could have life with him. And you can believe and look to follow him in his way and his will and, and, and surrender your will to his life, or uh, you cannot. And you can choose to wait till the day that there will be a day that that you will not be able to hide from the truth of that. There will be a day where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus truly is king, that he is, is Lord. And so we have a choice to make as followers of Jesus. Is 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 if we uh, we have a choice today that we can open ourselves up day by day and week by week to the message of Scripture. This is why getting in the Word regularly, or reading the Scriptures regularly, uh, having a spiritual practice of time with God, using Scriptures as regularly, uh, its grand sweep and its small details, and allow the faithful preaching of Jesus and His achievement to enter your consciousness and soak down into your imagination and your heart. Then, admittedly. Uh, uncomfortable work of God's word will be happening on a regular basis, showing you uh, where you really are and what's going on deep inside. Because that's, that's the thing that it's supposed to do. It's, it's, it, it's okay that it exposes you. It's okay to be known in God's presence. And he sees you. and He gives you an opportunity to, to receive his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness because it's showing you the way and so i want to invite you to position yourself uh to complete allegiance in jesus where i put the message of jesus in front of myself regularly and let the scriptures challenge me and to cut me to the core of who i am to challenge me to change the way that i think and expose me for who i am to cleanse me and and uh, cleanse me in the blood of jesus and so uh, as we kind of wrap up um, uh, today, I, I, I just wanted to share th- kind of three passages that really have cut me uh, br- very briefly, I promise. You'll we'll make your Chiefs game on time, I promise. Uh, but three passages that cut to the core of me. And I, th- this is something that, a little exercise I want to invite you to think about, too, is if you've been following Jesus for a long time, I want to invite you to, to consider what passages have cut to the core of who you are have shaped you as, as you think about your, your walk with Jesus. And if you're not, I just encourage you just to, I, for me, what I would encourage you to do is start with one of the Gospels. If you're not, if you've never read the Bible, I'd start with either Book of John or start with Matthew and start with um, the Sermon on the Mount and just read what Jesus taught in Matthew five through seven. Because I think in those teachings, you start seeing the way of Jesus. And those are some things that, you know, this is what he's called me to lift. He wants me to, to love my neighbor, and he's also called me to love my enemies. He's called me to, to, to he's called not just for the actions, but also to my heart, uh, my motives. He's called me to that. And so I want to encourage you to that. So there's three three passages. The first one, uh, most of you uh, have might be familiar with, even if you've not been around church for a long time, uh, it's the most famous verse that I know of John 3:16. this is the verse that uh, was told to me when I was a kid probably the f- first verse I memorized uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life and the reason this verse cut to the core of me is because this is the verse that when I heard it I wanted to believe and follow Jesus and this is the verse that the person shared with me and maybe with you too uh, when they were sh- telling you about Jesus uh, this is the verse that that I believe that God used to cause me to believe in Him, and uh, and so because why because because g- God does love the world, God loves everyone, God loves the world, and uh, because He loves the world, He sent Jesus, and uh, Jesus came, and uh, and then the response for me is just to believe in Him. Um, so what? So I sh- so I won't perish, so that I'll get to spend uh, eternity with Jesus, or. Uh, eternity, in the, the, uh, and some Bible scholars like to use the phrase "in, in the age to come." We have to we we to we have to have life in the age to come, which is which is awesome. And to me, that was that's one of the, f- the first things that cut to the core of me. My first interactions with Scripture, just is very simple. And I was you know I'm six years old, so this is a very simple, basic understanding of Scripture. Not where where I'm at, but this is very straightforward, and it made sense to me. And uh, this this is one of the reasons why I fell in love with Jesus. The second one, there's there's two that are connected together, so I'm cheating when I said three because there's really four. Uh, sorry, sorry to to to, to be dishonest. Um, Proverbs fourteen twelve. Uh, my, my high school pastor used to say this to me all the time, all the time, like every almost every week he would preach. He said, "There's a way that seems right to man, but in the ends leads to death." Just over and over and over again. There's a way that seems right to man, but in the ends lead, it leads to death, and. Um, then coupled with Mark 1, 15, he would also say this. But this is what Jesus invites. When Jesus starts his ministry in Mark 1, he says this in Matthew 2, he says, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe the gospel. And so he would couple these two things together because there is a way that seems right to man. There's one way that seems right to, ma- to, to man. But ultimately, those people are perishing. Those people are going the other way. And Jesus came to invite people to change their mind to not go on that road, and to, to believe in the good news, that Jesus is the saving king. That's what that's what it was about. And uh, to me, that changed my life as well. Because it made me, as a high school student, question about alright, there's, there's a way <laughs> that seems right. So what in my life right now seems right that is leading me to death? That is leading me to a place that is not of God? And I think that's a great question to ask on a regular basis. What is cultural saying? What does my family teach? What is my what does society teach? What is something else? Teach? What, even churches, I think, can go. Somewhere. What is my church teaching that seems right, but it leads to death? Uh, and uh, and that's a challenging thing. It also makes me. Um, uh, I anytime I read that verse in fourteen Proverbs fourteen twelve, I can't. I always think about uh, Robert Frost's poem about the two uh, roads diverge in the wood. You know what I'm talking about. And there's there's a there's a narrow path and a, and a wider path. I always can't think of it. Way. And so, just what is what is the path of Jesus? Or or I also think about another verse that says, "Narrow is the gate, narrow is the gate." And so there is there's in our lifetime, there, there there's ways that seem right, but they're not leading us to the right thing. And then the last one, uh, more recently, is that things when I pray when I'm in doubt. You guys ever doubt before? I'm gonna let the band come back up. You ever doubt that God's gonna come through? Or you ever doubt? You get tired of believing, like you believe that God can do all things, but you just get tired of believing and you have fatigue in believing. And there's another story in Mark 9:23 through 25 that says this. He says, Jesus said to them, uh, this person is asking for healing of their, I believe their son. He says, uh, if you can believe all things are possible to, to him who believe. Immediately the father cried out and said uh, with tears, and I, I love this passage, he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Like that line right there will cut to your core. If you've ever believed something, then you've doubted something. Like you want something so bad, and you have some faith, but you, just, you feel like you don't have enough. And, uh, and then when Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf, dumb, and spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. And so he ended up healing him as well and uh and that's that's uh that's a prayer that I would encourage you to pray when you're you're asking for something that you haven't seen uh God come through but you believe that he's going to on a regular basis and that that there are times where I believe but I still have doubt I have uncertainty and that my cry is like I I can I can't even muster up any more faith so Jesus can you can you cover the gap of my unbelief can you cover my gap of my unbelief so what what what? where in your life has Scripture cut you to the core, has challenged you, has maybe rebuked you? Maybe there's a, a way that you used to live a certain way, and then you read a passage, and it's just changed the way that you think as well. Because here's the reality, is that Scripture uh, is a way, it's a gateway for us to enter into God's presence. And it's one of the, the simplest ways for us to do it. And I know sometimes the Bible is hard and confusing, and... Um, you know, if you're, uh, you if you find yourself in the middle of the book of like a Jeremiah, uh, you it can be I can find that be, being long dark days. <laughs> it was dark days for Jeremiah too, if you really read it. Uh, and so if you're like I've had trouble, I've had trouble reading the scriptures, I've had trouble understanding them, I've had trouble trouble learning them, or even trying to figure out what to read or even how to go about it. Talk to somebody. Like, come talk to me. Come talk to, if you're in a community group, talk to the people in your community group. That's a great first vulnerable step for you to say, hey, like, I just need help. Or maybe it's you understand them. You just need some accountability. And so just find someone in your community group if you're in a discipleship group. If you're not, come just talk to somebody. We can can figure that out as well because we, we need to mature. I mean, it goes back to this premise. As a church, we need to continue to mature, to grow into the men and women that God is calling us to so that we can reach Kansas City and the people around us that God has put us in so let me pray for us and then we'll move into a time of response so Lord Jesus I, I thank you for your scriptures God I thank you that you chose I remember uh, when I was growing up Lord I remember a camp, uh, a camp counselor of mine started the, the week off asking what's God's most important characteristic and everyone said he's all powerful and all knowing all these different things and he said that God is a communicator that he speaks through and he, and he, how do we know that because he communicated to us through scripture and God I, I appreciate that, that there's a way that we can know you through your scriptures we can know you and, and you also use it and your Holy Spirit to transform us to be more like your son and so God I pray that, that we would be a people who are disciplined to spend time with you even if it's five minutes a day right? we don't like to read so listen to it have someone read it to us, if you if you if you don't even want to do that. Uh, but God, that you would just you would let us fall in love with your scriptures, not because we would want to become legalistic, but because we want to fall more in love with you and we want to grow up to be mature. And so, God, we love you. And God, would you grow us up? God, I continue to pray that we grow us up in your presence. Would you transform us? Would you be at this Thomas response? It's your name. Amen. 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 Well, as we respond today, we're going to respond how we do uh, every single week. We're going to take communion uh, today as you are able. You can come up. We've moved communion the last couple weeks to the front. So if you go to the back and you get frozen, just turn around and come on right on back to the front. You'll be okay. Uh, And each week uh, we celebrate communion as... As, as another way that God has revealed himself to us and, and his son, the thing that the scripture is all about. And as we talked about last week, is a picture of Jesus' body broken and his blood shed is that we are remembering the sacrifice of our Savior on the cross with as we as we could take communion. And so I would encourage you uh, to do that this week as well. we we'll also have people that would love to pray with you in the back. Maybe... Maybe you need just someone to pray over you that, that you want to, uh, to, to start spending time reading the, reading the scriptures. You need strength to do that. Go and receive prayer as well. Uh, we're going to sing a few more songs together as well. And let this be a time where we praise God because he's deserving. Enjoy his presence. Even now, Like just, just pr- position your heart and your mind to focus here and be present with the fact that the God of the universe wants to meet with you and will meet with you and will meet with us in this moment. And worship him because he's, he deserves all of the worship that we have. So, Lord, would you move in this time? Would you be present, God? Be tangibly present today. Would you speak to us? Would you meet with us? We love you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Merriam Community Center off Slater Street between Johnson Drive and Shawnee Mission Parkway. We also have five community groups that meet throughout the KC Metro. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or send me an email at jake at missioncitykc.com.